0: Welcome to the Audit 15 Fund podcast. My goal with this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we're going to be talking about resume and career building tips. And to talk about that topic, I have the honor to have as my guest, Tina DeSouza. Tina is the current audit manager for RBC. She has an MBA in finance, she's a certified fraud examiner, and is currently working on her CIA. She's part of the Toastmasters International Group, and she's a board member and co-founding member of the Audit and Risk Network. She has eight and a half years of experience in the audit and risk management space. She's an immigrant in Canada and is passionate about helping, coaching, and developing young professionals.
1: Thank you, John. Thank you for having me here with you.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, we're going to be talking about resume and career building tips here with you. So, I'll start with resume, mm-hmm. you know, cuz that's where you where you usually start when you're in the hiring process for a, for a position, you're looking at resumes and mm-hmm. the candidates are submitting their resumes to hiring managers. So, from your experience, what resume tips do you have to internal auditors who are looking for other opportunities?
1: So I would go one step before that. Given the current times that we are living in, uh, earlier it used to be like a job uh, posting is put up over there. You go ahead, send in your resume, and then you sit and wait to listen back from the recruiter or the hiring manager. But now everything is on the bandwagon of being proactive, taking initiative. So I see a time where, and I see many, um, job applicants, taking the one step further, even before they send their resume, they source information sessions. So when I say information sessions, I mean to say, reach out to the target company's current uh, employees, who's going to be a prospective peers and understand from them, what are their current roles, expectations, what are they actually doing at the workplace, that's actually uh, getting them the visibility, or that's actually getting them those critical projects, strategic projects or uh, what are the in-demand skill sets or in-demand tools, applications that you need to know. And then they take that information and then they see where exactly they are currently. They try to bridge the gap if they have the time on their hands. If not, then they use that kind of input to frame their experiences in a relevant manner, such that they can actually get selected by the hiring manager, the recruiting manager. That goes without saying that, obviously, my key tip is going to be ensure that you have resume keywords and key phrases uh, that are highlighted in your resume such that the ATS system picks it up. So we have this automated system that already has certain keywords, key phrases based on the job description that is already pre fed into the system to pick up and to recognize. So they wait it accordingly so there's a weightage given your resume is compared accordingly to that and where does it exactly land based on that the recruiter will actually select your resume and give you a call back so how do you increase your chances of that one thing is have resume keywords and key phrases and ensure that you select relevant keywords and key phrases don't put in everything because even if you put in everything, might be the system will pick you up, but then you're going to get caught by the hiring manager and the recruiting manager. And that's not a good place to be in because we as auditors are all about being ethical everywhere that we are. Uh, and so, of course, ethics should also start in the way we portray ourselves. So that definitely is not going to be a good place to start out from. Uh, so include the relevant keywords that are applicable to you. And how do you frame your experience? That matters a lot. So, if you say, I performed audits, no, that's not going to be the way to actually set you apart from the entire applicant base. You say that you performed X number of audits in Y industry or space, and you collaborated and worked with, uh, you know, X number of stakeholders, thereby delivering value, reducing losses, bringing about more efficiency, for example. Talk in terms of numbers, talk in terms of percentages, use action verbs. Stating your direct impact and contribution. So a job description is supposed to give you a baseline. Use that baseline to then further develop and think about your accomplishments at the workplace, your impact and contribution at the workplace. So that the person who's reading your resume understands, oh, this person did so and so at their workplace. And that's the kind of stuff that they can actually mirror for us as well, or maybe even go one step further. But at least they have got that number of skill sets, that num that much amount of experience to their credit. Give them a baseline.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I, I like what you said there about, you know, using keywords, but don't overdo it, right? Because then later the hiring manager is going to have the opportunity to review the resume, and if you, you know, you you can't fake it until you make it, right? Don't don't yeah. fake it to yeah. begin with, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and you know, and uh, this is something that I would like to share as well. The key of actually beating out the candidate who has done it versus so be against the candidate who is just faking it is to question them on the details. So I'm going to single out one project and then I'm going to grill you on the details. Okay, what did you do? What did you see? How did you bring about this uh, particular contribution? What was the risk that you identified? What was the uh, recommendation that you did? What would be the possible loss that you foresaw with it? Unless you have done it and gone into the nitty gritties you cannot speak to it. You are going to be caught somewhere. It's, right. a scientific, it's a scientific approach. And I actually read an article also that was published about some of the companies actually using it, like at Tesla, at Microsoft, at Google. They ask you more about the nitty gritties and they just allow you to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. There's hardly going
1: to be much of questions, but just that one question is enough for them to gauge the candidates' uh, experience, whether they have really done it or not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're going to get caught if you start with a lie. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good, good tips there. Uh, so, okay, next step. So I submit the resume. Mm-hmm. It goes through the process. It goes through the recruiter, the you know HR, the hiring manager. I get the job. So I'm there, first day, starting my new job. What recommendations do you have based on your experience? And I, I know you have some uh, uh, some things that you went through in your own career and that you're, mm-hmm. uh, that you learned. so I think that would be very valuable to internal auditors here. To learn what can they do, what can they do next. Mm-hmm.
1: So the first thing that I would advise, uh, all the clients that I work with, all the people that approach me on LinkedIn for mentorship and guidance is that book that meeting with your reporting manager or people manager first. Meet them, introduce yourself to them. They definitely would have got your entire database, your resume, your uh, entire uh, download basically of your achievements, the prior experience that you come with. They could have also been the actual hiring manager for you as well. So they are aware of your skill sets and your experience. And book that meeting with them, sit down, understand what are your roles and expectations? Uh, who is the team that you're going to meet with and walk with day in and day out? Uh, ask them to introduce you to the broader team because when it comes like that it's easier for you to then take the conversations forward so schedule that broader team meetup okay identify who are the leads in your team that you would be reporting to uh, sit, understand and get a listing of the projects that you would be working on for the first three months and identify the lead for that project Sit with them as well and understand their roles and expectations. What do they want you to do on these specific audits? And what are the relevant parts or sections that you will be handling? What are the tools, databases, and systems and applications that you need to be uh, well-versed with? If you do not know well and good, then understand from them how can you educate yourself about that or how can you start the learning process on that? Get that understanding from them. Once that is done, understand what are your goals? Uh, at the organization. So get a download and understanding upon what is the current talent and the performance metric at the organization. Identify what are your development and stretch goals over there and speak to your uh, reporting or people manager if that is doable for the current quarter or for the current year. Uh, re- get your support, your allyship on this. Ask them if they are not able to do so then who is the person within the team who can sit with you and do. Be relentless. Be relentless. Don't let go. This is your career. You need to uh, take ownership upon it. And yes, when you take ownership, you also need to identify who are the allies who is going to help you through it. It takes an entire village for your success. Your success is never your own. You should never forget the people who help you get where you are. And uh, But you cannot do so on by yourself as well. You cannot do that. So meeting, networking, talking, gaining that learning and that information is a critical part or a very critical success factor in your career path. Uh, It's not just for an audit career, it's for every possible career out there. And uh, so once you have got all that information, then sit down and understand your 30, 60 and your 90 day career path. I, I do that now, I also advise it to everyone out there based on all the inputs that you have gathered, uh, be it from your coffee sessions, from your virtual information sessions, uh, from your town halls, for example, or your team meetups. Understand uh, the critical projects out there. Understand what are the uh, key, uh, strategic initiatives the team is working on. And you are well versed and you're well aware of your skill set. Put up your hand. Suppose if you don't even know it's okay, put up your hand, learn on the go, learn on the job uh this is a very interesting uh, uh study that i have come across quite often that uh, you know this is a gender uh specific thing like uh men even if they don't know they they put up their hand and they learn on the job women we, we we tend to be so uh specific we want to check box against pick a check box against everything and that's where sometimes we lose out. but now i advise you don't know it's okay put up your hand learn on the go it's the willingness to learn the adaptability your flexibility that counts at the end so put up your hand and based on all these inputs, put your 30, 60, and your 90-day plan. Go and sit with your people manager, get their input inputs, and then form up your plan, and then start going based on that.
0: Love it, love it. And uh, there's so many things there that you mentioned there that it's. I mean, I, I think the overall message is just be proactive, right? <laughs> just don't don't wait, right? Don't yes. don't wait. But I I love what you said there when you're like asking for help and then maybe you, the person that you're talking to is not the right person to help you. Then you're asking who can help, who can, you know, yeah. I get yeah. help from. So that's cool. really, really good advice. And love the 30 60 day idea. It's like, you know, short-term goals just working through it and you're constantly working through it. Right. It's a yeah. never ending process. Yeah. So ch- changing gears here a little bit. So for those that, you know, they got their foot in the door, they're doing well they're doing that process but you know maybe they're just kind of they just hit hit a wall or something mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they they want to transition to yeah. either a different position within their company mm-hmm. or to a different industry to a different company What Mm -hmm. tips do you have for people who are in that transitioning period of like changing jobs within their company or going to a different company?
1: Before we even uh, go into the transition space, like how do we attempt that transition? This is the one thing that I speak to a lot of uh, uh, the people that I mentor and coach. Uh, I speak to them about these aspects that when you have decided to transition, first understand what actually made your transition understand uh, what is the root cause of that transition are you just frustrated with this particular team or with the particular boss then don't just simply jump into something right because you're supposed to make decisions in a calm mindset decisions made on the spur of the moment always always have a wrong outcome uh, or you could just be jumping from a fire, frying pan into the fire so make very calm decisions understand what is the current aspect that your role or your position that you're not enjoying? Is it the role itself? Is it the career path itself? Or is it the team, the work culture? Because team and work culture can be fixed. You then need to go and leverage your network, provided you've been building a network at the LinkedIn, for example. Leverage that network, source information sessions, identify companies that have an excellent work culture out there. Like just two days back, I was reading top 100 employers in Canada to work for. And uh, the Globe and Mail, yes, it's, it's an article with the Globe and Mail. And uh, they had, assessed each of these companies based on work culture, for example, the workplace and performance metrics, all of these aspects. So this kind of material and read through it, understand, then identify the companies, identify the people who are working in those information sessions with them or else get on apps such as Fishbowl, Glassdoor, Indeed. You have people posting anonymously about the work culture and the metrics out there. Get that information and weigh on that information. Be information rich before you make a decision. Once you made the decision and, OK, you have identified a career transition is good, then if the result was because you feel, for example, I did everything possible in this particular role. I'm finding this mundane routine. I have nothing new to learn or but, uh, or in particular, you see this particular career path is booming right now, and certain aspects of that has been catching your eye. Like you were an auditor one moment and now you want to start coaching, getting into the coaching business. good, you you are a people person, you love uh, mentoring, guiding, and you know enhancing someone's career. Great. If these are the aspects, then you identify. Uh, what are the spaces that you need to work in? What are the educational qualifications that you want to pursue, for example? Do a benchmarking process, is what I would say. Identify your skill sets. Identify the skill sets that you should have. See the gap. Do the gap analysis and fill in the gap. Now, just quoting my own personal example, I moved from a business audit to an IT audit. And the reason why I did that was... Uh, While I was doing my business audit, I got an exposure or I got an opportunity to also do certain aspects of the IT audit. And I had my clients walk us through the different applications, the tools, the automation, the work that they were doing. And these fellow IT auditor colleagues of mine, they knew what they were doing. And it really captivated me. And I wanted to also learn more about it. So right now, I just have the business audit skill set a few months back. And I identified that to be a well-rounded auditor, I also want to learn IT audit skill set. Yeah, so that I can also do or I can also be a business and an IT auditor. So that's my career path, for example. Yes. So now I have made that career transition. It was not a spur of the moment, it was something that was building on within me for quite a long time. And it and that awakening or that awareness was caused because of interacting with like-minded professionals with professionals who were within that space. And I see the kind of work, the clientele, the projects that they deal with. And right now we are living in times of automation, robotics, machine learning, stuff like that. I want to learn about all these things because I see amazing technology and innovation being a product of all these kind of stuff. So I identified, okay, what I have, what I need to have. I did a gap analysis. I did my SWOT analysis. I understood my strengths, my weaknesses, my opportunities. And I started working on that. All this is part of a career strategy plan. And in order to start working on that, I post information sessions from people within the IT audit space. And I understood what is the roles and expectations. What am I required to do? How can I improve about? I understood certain allies. I understood what are my expectations at the workplace. Okay. And I have drafted my own 30, 60 and 90 day plan, which not only involves me doing my project, but also involves my own professional development. So I, I am currently uh, uh close to finishing my SQL course on Udemy. And I'm very happy <laughs> about
0: that. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So it's not like Tina woke up one day and it's like, I'm going to go to IT audit, right? It's yeah, like you mentioned I, at the beginning. Not,
1: never be. Yeah. And even if it was like, I was like really irritated with the block culture, let's not make that mistake of just jumping into something. Right. Like, you know, just want to get rid of it. I understand it's a like human and if you want to see brighter sides, you want to be a part of something positive, something that's working for you, you don't want to get that kind of tension, come home, every single day. but then you, it doesn't even help you jumping into something, which is, you know, burning.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great tip. It needs to be a calm, well thought out, planned decision. You need to evaluate the pros, the cons evaluate the gap. What skills do you need? Do I want to go in this space? So that's really good takeaways for all auditors out there. So really appreciate your time on the podcast, Tina. For those who are interested in learning more about the services, the coaching services that you provide, what's the best way for them to reach out to you?
1: They can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my portal and my go-to networking site currently. And uh, I speak a lot about audit risk management and uh, in the capacity of working as a co-founding member and board member of the audit and risk network, I put out a lot of articles as well. Uh, And apart from that, uh, since coaching is my passion, it's something that I work on with a number of people. I write about articles on that too and I publish it over there on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is definitely my go-to space. And you can reach me out and make them very active on that.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Tina, again for your time.
1: Thank you, John. And thank you for having me here. It's been a pleasure.
0: Yes, likewise.